guys, I'm Alexandra, and welcome back to What Was I Saying? Living with ADHD. This week, I have another episode of What Were We Watching? And I have a very special guest, uh, my brother and best friend, Keevan. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Keevan. As um, Alexandra said, I <laughs> am <laughs> her brother and best friend. Yes. So, like I said, we have our what was I what were we watching? And if you guys remember from last week, I did the first How to Train Your Dragon movie, and I said that I might be doing the second part. Well, here you go. I'm doing the second part, and I have my guest with me. So as I suggest, as I as I explained last week, I we had started watching rewatching the movies, uh, and so I thought it would be really fun to have Keevan on for the second movie. So. So yeah, so we're going to talk about the movie. So hopefully you guys have not gotten tired of talking about How to Train a Dragon yet because here we go again. <laughs> but so uh, just also uh, just two, one, two, one, two disclaimers. One disclaimer is um, neither one of us are medical professionals. Not um, even close. <laughs> no, not even close. We have degrees, but not medical degrees. Um, I'm just talking about my experience with ADHD. Uh, Kevin does not have ADHD, but because he's my best friend and brother, uh he's kind of experienced it along with just being around me so he gets like an honorary card i guess kind of thing i don't know um i'll take it <laughs> i'll um, keep it in my pocket and also if you have not seen the second how to train your dragon movie these are we're gonna have major major spoilers in this so if you're planning on watching it and you haven't yet do not listen to this because we will be spoiling the whole movie or listen to it if you like spoilers yeah that's true yes <laughs> if you like spoilers uh but if you don't and you don't feel like um spo- getting spoiled do not listen uh but yeah so where we left off with the last movie is you know everyone in their village in hiccups village and burke have kind of accepted dragons and now they're in every day and day life because they're everything is now in harmony which is kind of really nice and i was saying last week the reason i i identify with hiccup so much is because he is different uh and so basically now he is now he's getting the talk from his dad about he's gonna have to be the next chief of their village since he's his dad is the chief and he that scares him and I know for me, like having responsibilities and as much as I like to think that like I would be a leader, I have learned that I'm not good at giving people orders. I don't, I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good. I don't, I feel like I'm, I'm telling people what to do and, and, and bossing them around and I don't like it. So I kind of, I understand the anxiety that like it brings hiccup as like, oh my God, what if I can't? Oh, what? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> so but uh, that's how I uh, I did identify with the movies. Uh, but everyone identifies, I'm sure, differently uh, with with characters. And I guess it's just I, that's because of my ADHD and how that it, I'm different. But like, but for someone like Kevin, if I may ask, like someone that doesn't have ADHD, like, did you identify in the same way, or was there something different, or? Um. I guess I sometimes I do identify with characters, but I also typically like to look at the story and I identify my life in some way with the story and how I can like relate to it or, oh, did I like any major themes? Have I ever been through something similar in my life? That's kind of what I do. Um, But with that, I guess you do identify with characters. I just don't think along that lines. Mm -hmm. Uh, with this movie in particular, I guess it's a little coming of age in a way. Like, oh, for sure. Uh, probably more so from the first movie because there are like 
really. Because they're still kids. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, I think they're adults technically, right? Um, I feel like, I think we're supposed. I forget suppo- their ages. <laughs> I think they're supposed to be kids, but like maybe more like teenagers. Yeah. Because in the second movie, um, it's never said their ages, mm-hmm. but I think they're supposed to be like coming into their 20s in the second yeah. movie. Because there's a, actually a TV show. Yeah, you're right. I didn't that, see it. There's actually a TV show that is like the later years of their teenage years. So like when I say that, I mean like 17, 18, 19. Whereas like in the beginning of the first movie, I'm guessing that's like more preteen to like mm-hmm. maybe 15 or 16. That would be my guess if I had to guess. But it, it's never said how old they are. Yeah, but what I really like about this movie and that I, I guess I identify like more so with the story or like the overarching theme of um, transitioning and changing uh, into a new society because now they're friendly with dragons, you know, and mm. they're learning how to coexist, cope, coexist yeah. and cope with one another, yeah. <laughs> basically without wanting to kill one another. Which is always an, impro- an yeah. impro- impro- <laughs> improvement. But for me, like I do identify with that. And in a way, they kind of had to grow up faster than their like age or where, you know, society today says someone of a certain age should be yeah (laughs) but that's just like my perspective um i i'm a social worker by the way so i will use words like perspective and (laughs) yeah things like that. he's gonna (laughs) use the big words today maybe i don't well big in my in my i guess in my own vocabulary but (laughs) well one of the main one of the main uh points of this movie is really of, of Hiccup needing to figure out and realize that he is capable of being a leader mm-hmm. because halfway through the movie, his father is killed. So he is then quite literally the the leader because as soon as his dad dies and he now becomes chief. And he has to grow up he so had quickly. To, yeah, he had to immediately grow up. And he was already kind of on his way there because he's he's really smart. He's an inventor. He He's an inventor. He really understands mechanics because he was in the blacksmith shop with Gobber and all the other blacksmiths. And so he's he's got an edge in the fact that he is smart, but he still has to believe that he can do this. Mm-hmm. He has to believe that he's capable of leading. And that is also something that I definitely identify with, like me not believing that I can do things. I think what I helped him specifically and that this movie did really well with was creating that relationship with his mother that was lost. That's true, yeah. Yeah, so to me, that is what like the, where the magic happened. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can do this. Uh, I have this person who believes in me, and I identify with her, like, she loves dragons just as much as I do, and she sees the value worth that of they, all creatures. Yes, that they can yeah. bring into like society and our everyday life, and vice versa, that we can bring into their life. Right. Because that, that's the beauty, the harmony between the two. It's not just one way. Like any relationship isn't one way. Right. Yeah. It has to be two ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, no. So to, for me, that's what I I think this this story. And the movie really hit home for me is um, that connections, even like opening up an old connection that they had um, with the mom and the son. It it just I think to me, it strengthened who he was as a person Mm -hmm. only because he he's he could see that. Oh, so I'm not the only one who has thought this way before. And it's so (laughs) important. Like that's a type of representation. And Mm -hmm. that's it just kind of. It shows you what representation that representation is so important 
I mean, that's a direct representation. That's a mother and a son. Mm-hmm. But that is a relationship that he they got back, like you were saying. And, you know, it was very, yeah, I agree. It was so important for him to finally start believing mm-hmm. in himself. And I think he's always had that, um, specifically more so when he's with himself. He's very like, uh, he has that whole... What word am I trying to think of? Um, Self-reflection? He's very independent. Oh, yes. So I think that's not the issue. It the, With him, more so in the first movie, it's in like transitioning into the second movie, like you said, trying to learn to become a leader and be okay with it. Uh, and that's why I think that new relationship with his mom helped. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also think it helped the rest of the characters. Um, and... Uh, who was the evil the evil clan in the movie that um I can't think I can't remember the name of it Drago maybe the the people who were trying to um control all the dragons yeah yeah that was Drago and his dragon army thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I think it like for me it there's that contrast and I think that was really well played it was, out too. It was too. the stark contrast between yeah. the person that accepts dragons and wants them to live in harmony with humans, mm-hmm. Hiccup and his mom, and then this, the the complete and polar opposite of... Let's control them. <laughs> of someone that hates them and wants to control mm-hmm. them. Um, that's also something I think that Hiccup learned because he has always... In the, at least in the first movie and throughout the series, I watch the series and it's, they don't relate. And I think they did that on purpose, but all throughout his teen, his preteen to teen life until up until the second movie, his whole point and his whole, um, strategy when it comes to talking to other people is to try to reason with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm actually saying that that's a good thing. However, in this movie, he had to learn that that is not always going to work. He mm-hmm. had to learn that there are just evil people that want to do bad things to other living creatures. Yeah. And that talking will not always work. Because even up until the very end, right before uh, he is defeated uh, and he drowns, basically, even though we don't see it. He tries to get him to understand, like, do you understand now mm-hmm. that these creatures are not meant to be controlled? They're meant to be living with us, living with coexisting yeah. with. And up until the end, he still would not accept that. And and Hiccup had to accept that. Mm-hmm. Be like, he's not always going to win with that tactic. And that was something he had to learn. And his dad and his mom helped him with that. Yeah. They were, those, that, those two things were the things that they're very similar on is that his dad and his mom had that same mentality for the same person. And as much as he didn't want to accept it, but they were right. Yeah. And I think like his dad, we can get to his dad, I guess now he, he did die, which was so sad. (laughs) I didn't think they were going to do that. He had had to die for Hiccup to become the great leader that he is. And it was so sad, but it was really well done. And to me, his character, his dad represented a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe even more than Hiccup. Uh, to me he represented like that people can change and they are willing to change Mm -hmm. because in the first movie like it was really hard for his dad if i'm remembering correctly to accept like oh maybe like we can live with them and coexist i'm correct right yeah yeah and we understand why during the second movie when we learn about what happened to his mom yeah and to me i was so confused i'm like well why because like putting on my social work hat i'm like I really want to understand why 
he is thinking this way. And then the second movie is like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. His yeah. wife wasn't there. I thought she was always dead. Because, yeah, so, I mean, so his wife, so his Hiccup's mom was taken by dragons. And we learn in the second movie that she doesn't, she believes that the dragon that took her never meant to hurt her, but like mm-hmm. understood that she was different and that she, he thought that she belonged with them, the, the dragons. And in a way he was right because she saved so many dragons from being killed by, by, Drago and, by Drago and his army. And what I really like about that is that instead of doing the very stereotypical cliche when Hiccup did finally go back, uh, finally reunite with his mom, he wasn't angry. Yeah. Because I think that happens a lot in movies where it's like, she wasn't, she didn't literally abandon him in the sense of she willing, willfully left, but she could have left and she knew that and didn't come back uh, because she yeah. wanted to help the dragons. But that is something that Hiccup understood. And instead of getting mad, he, he was like, let me stop for a minute mm-hmm. and think about this because... That's exactly what I was. I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like just so, at home. <laughs> yeah, but like so, his mom and his dad both represent uh, sacrifice. Yeah. So, in a way, his mom—well, not in a way—his mom did sacrifice her, her, her life, normal life, yeah, happy life with like people she knew and loved. With her husband and son. Yeah. Yeah, but to also save, like you said, so many, so many dragons. Yeah. And then her her dad his dad uh also when he died represent sacrifice and sometimes the sad i guess physical way of losing someone yeah um his mom was more like that mental like loss but she's still there yeah but i mean obviously now it's reunited but (laughs) the real stab in the heart was the fact that the three of them finally reunited together Mm -hmm. and then he dies (laughs) then the dad dies don't dies it's like 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 the proverbial like fork in the heart and you turn mm-hmm. it like <laughs> but i think that was really well played out because like for a children's movie um it like teaches you to accept death like yeah to me you need to see that uh even at a younger age you need to learn how to accept it otherwise in the future yeah. you're going to be totally screwed yeah <laughs> Like, because you you're not gonna know how to really handle it. So yeah, well the it was health for it's okay for me. It was like healthy. Like if I were a kid watching that, and or sorry if if I saw my child watching that, and I would you know have a follow up question with them right after and talk about like healthy ways to cope with losing someone. Yeah, Um, that's a good way of doing it in multiple ways. So like the first or like when he lost his mother young. I mean, she was still alive, but that's a that's a type of loss. Um, and then now, like losing his dad because immediately, yeah, after immediately learning that his mom yeah. is still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like those two are two good lessons that like children could learn at a young age, and mm-hmm. their parents could have a conversation with them. So like I don't know, this movie was so well done. <laughs> it really was, and uh, the Vikings just in general, uh, not just because I, not just this movie, but just in general when the Vikings during that time period their 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 concept of death wasn't final in mm-hmm. the sense of what we have now even even if you're like christian or something and you believe in an afterlife we still believe that like once you're dead you're dead mm-hmm. like you're just gonna stay up in heaven forever you know what i mean um but like for vikings valhalla is like if you if you were like a, chi- a great chief you went to valhalla 
you know, where you could <laughs> <Excuse> me. <laughs> could then live out your dead days, your afterlife days in that place. And that's just the next step of your being. And to have that for like a kid, like even though Hiccup is now technically a grown up, he's still a kid, quote unquote, mm-hmm. in the sense of he's not as old as his parents, I guess. Uh, you know, to have something like that also, I think, is also really good because then that's also something to strive to be. He was a very honorable man. Mm-hmm. He did very a lot of great things. Even when he was, they were um, enemies with dragons, he was still a good chief that took care of his people. So that's something to, like, like to see the honor in someone like that is so, so, so good so that when they do die, you know that everything's going to be okay and that they lived well. That's also something that kids should be able to take away from that also. Because if you can, like, see that, like, mm-hmm. even as, like, a six-year-old, like, I think I would be able to be like, oh, wow, that person was so cool mm-hmm. during life. So it's it's sad, but it's not, it's still cool to, like, admire that person. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good point. And yeah, because they have the whole honor, it's honorable, mm-hmm. honor thing. So, like, if if you have the honor to go to Valhalla, you were a great person. You weren't, you didn't just do good things. You were great. You were, mm-hmm. you know, above reproach. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, that's also really important, I think, for kids to be able to see. Because if you can like show kids that like you also had a good life. So it's it's not, a, it's not sad. It's a celebration of life. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also. Because like, like the way they like sent Stoic off was like they put his body on a boat. Mm-hmm. And then, like, shot arrows to, like, light the boat on fire to, like, cremate him at, at sea, which it looks cool. Like, that looks cool on yeah. screen. So, like, for a kid to see that, like, that's really cool. <laughs> like, maybe it's not, maybe death isn't that scary. Maybe it's something that I could cope with. Like, that'd be cool, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, it's an animated movie with dragons, so I think that helped a bit. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, like, it's still cool. I, I mean, I think... Uh, Coco the movie did that pretty uh, well too. Yeah. It's I still very, have to see that. It's a very sad movie. It's not sad. It's sad in the sense of like we're talking about death, but like it's heartwarming and you just can't help but cry like, oh my god, that's mm. so precious. I think I've seen like um, bits and clips of Coco, but yeah, uh, I had to see it all the way. Through. It was it made it wrecked me. I was crying, but like in a good way. Mm-hmm. But that it, that also was like there are people that are looking over you always, even when you lose them mm-hmm. kind of in that sense and i'm pretty sure that's what the vikings also believe that like even if you went to valhalla and after death like there were still people watching over you yeah i'm pretty sure the greeks have it too um like ancient mythology has it too like not some no one believes in the greek mythology now um but i i think i'm not <laughs> really sure uh but like we all have that like we all want to believe that our loved ones are mm-hmm. you know looking out looking out for us you know so I have a question. If you could have, I guess what it could be one of the dragons that were in the movie, or like your own personal dragon. We've had this conversation kind of before. I think about like the color of dragon, but like in specifically in the movie, yeah, ones that are named. Uh, it can be any or ones. Oh that, or, well, yeah. I would want a night fury like toothless. <laughs> For sure. Either that or I would want like um, we didn't see it in the movies, but I forget what they're called. But in the series, um, when they're like teenagers, like trying to like live on their own, basically, there was one that they introduced and it was like a silver like dragon that could like like a zippo bag where 
like they had those spikes on their tails mm-hmm. but they had like bigger ones and it was very um elegant looking and i think that's why like toothless is very elegant looking the way he flies and this dragon also had that so i think just like the, that elegant look is like what i really really like and he's like a cat but we can talk about that yeah. later well it, the creator of toothless <laughs> like the person that yeah. drew toothless has a cat and modeled toothless after his cat <laughs> yeah um what about you um so the mom's dragon what kind of dragon was that i don't know but his name is cloud jumper okay yeah um to me it's just such a beautiful He's dragon so cute and I, I think i commented on this when we were watching the movie I that think so. it reminded me of those like um those animals in avatar the movie avatar uh, uh which avatar not not avatar the last airbender oh oh the yeah. things that fly around yes with the, two, the one the big gigantic alpha pandora one had the two yeah. had the two wings yeah on pan i think it's pandora yeah. right mm-hmm. so yeah um it reminded me of because of the two wings yes yes i totally agree yeah and they're such to me it's just a beautiful design and concept for a dragon yeah. um the color i think the, i forget the color of it but i i would love he was like a tannish orange yeah color. i would love a like a pastel purple of that that Ooh, kind type yeah. of style of dragon uh yeah that would make me happy yeah, I can totally see what you mean, yeah. <laughs> There's in the third we haven't gone to the third movie yet, and I don't know have we you will. seen the third movie? I don't think so. I might have, but this isn't a spoiler really, but there's in the like in like the first scene of the movie, they and they like meet a new type of dragon and it is giant. Ooh. Uh not giant, I shouldn't say. Not as big as like the bewildered beast or like the like the queen dragon of the first movie, but like bigger bigger than a house uh, on Burke. But he was so sweet. And his wings were huge and four, like four legs, huge wings and like these big horns that looked like um, moose horns. Oh, that's cool. Moose antlers, I mean. Um, and he's like orange and blue or like red and blue. And he just looked so, It was he was cute, but like big cute. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, if I couldn't have like a toothless or like the other one, I think I would like want that one just because mm-hmm. he's just, he was playful like a dog. Like they, they modeled, must have modeled him after a dog. So he was just like acting like a dog. And like cuddling up to like other dragons, it was really cute. It was adorable. That's, uh, probably that one. He's, they probably modeled it off to, um, yeah. after a uh, dog. Or yeah, something. yeah. He was just really cute and just like really friendly, and like yeah. that would be just like fun. Really big. You wouldn't be able to have him in the house because like the house wouldn't be big enough because he's bigger than a house. <laughs> but uh, but that would probably be like my third choice, I think, because mm-hmm. knife furies are apparently really hard to come by. Oh yes, I would assume. <laughs> So in the second movie, so first of all, we recommend this movie. Yes. Highly. I think highly, it, highly, I highly. I think it was better than the first one, personally. I think there are more. I can't decide. For me, like, just, again, putting on my social work hat, there are just more. I, I mean, more the, themes. Yes, more themes. And I um, I just think there are more lessons that uh, uh, children, even adults, can learn in it. Uh, I mean, the first movie does that but there's just more there's way more and it's more in depth and and we've explained all of it already but it's just there's more i can't really say i think it's better than the first movie i think they're pretty on par together Mm -hmm. for me um there are like there's aspects of the first movie that i think will never ever like the the scene the first scene where hiccup and toothless are first flying actually flying like over the ocean yeah and he loses his cheat sheet and he has to go between the rocks really really quickly so that they don't crash 
that to me is like one of those scenes where I wish I could watch again yeah. for the first time. I remember when we watched that together, you're you're like hitting me. You're like, this yeah, is like, this that's like, is so that's, that's, that scene. Keevan. Yeah, that scene for me is like, if I could watch that scene again for the first time, I would. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like in the second movie, uh, the scene, uh, the scenes in the beginning where he's, where they're practicing him like gliding uh, in yeah. front of Toothless. That's another one. Like, I wish I could watch that again. Like, that for me is just really, really cool. And then at the end, they finally get the trick, <laughs> which is really, really fun. Um, there are, there are, I actually, uh, there are so many aspects of this movie, the both of those movies that I can't, I don't think I I could say that, like, I think one's better than the other. I think yeah. they're just both great <laughs> movies. Yeah, they're both great in their yeah. own ways. The one thing that I, I remember commenting on this in the second one, like, it was in the beginning of the movie when they were creating a sport with the dragon yeah they actually created that sport in the series that i watched uh yeah i think he said that um which is also a really good series by the way if anyone is interested it's called dragons riders of burke and basically it starts out like their kids into like right before the second movie and basically stoic his dad is like hey like if you want to start training dragons and like making sure they're okay in the wild like why don't you start your own task force Mm -hmm. so he does and that's what they do and that's when they they got the bo- game. Yeah, they got bored one day because <laughs> they weren't doing anything. They're like, let's create a game. But so I did. was so like on the edge with that because I, to me, it almost reminded me of them like hunting them for sport. But now they're f- literally using them for a sport. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're, I guess they're both in a way sport hunting. And yeah. yeah. But anyways. Yeah. The only difference is that like they didn't they already had the dragons yeah. and then they created the sport because yeah. it was actually in the series. It's actually an accident that they created. Oh, that. Really? Yeah. It was a complete and total ac- accident. That's not loud. Actually invented technically <laughs> oh, wow. the sport. I know the the not so the like not one of the twins. It was is the other other bigger guy that's just not smart yeah but it was so interesting how they had to like they had to have some sort of style of sport no matter what Mm -hmm. but i mean towards the end of the second movie that kind of changes and they live more like cohabit cohab what's that word cohabitate i can't say that word right now cohabitated thank you They're, (laughs) they're doing that more now than than they ever have yeah towards towards the end of the second movie so Mm -hmm. i'm interested to see how the third movie looks um it's a lot it's great the i think the third movie is really great i love it a lot i actually don't think there is it's as good as the first two okay it's still great it's still a really good movie right uh and also the the special effects they upped their game for the special effects how because the first two were so Uh, good i know that's one thing we kept commenting on we were like how is the like special effects in even the first one how how is it this good there's actually Remind me, um, we, we we haven't watched... I've seen the third movie, but I don't think you have. We're, we're planning on watching it. But there's a scene... Uh, well, technically, it's like one frame, technically, mm-hmm. in the movie where he pick up is holding something. I won't say what it is. Spoiler. Uh, a fish? I don't know. He, 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 he's <laughs> holding something, and he puts it down on a barrel as he's walking into the blacksmith shop. And the camera... Is, th- is there at that level where he puts that thing down. And in that one frame, n- not even moving, right? In one frame, mm-hmm. the detail of the thing that he put down is pristine, plus all the other things in the yeah. background that's going on. Because it's not just like one, two, or three barrels. It's, it's like a person and a saw and tools and a dragon <laughs> and the floor and another barrel and some tools. It's 
it's that one that's yeah. one frame alone to me is like whoa <laughs> so but yeah so now that we're done gushing over the uh um special effects yeah uh, special <laughs> effects of then the animation style of the movie um we are going to wrap up a little bit because we were running out of time but as always you can find our podcast on any place that you can listen to a podcast uh we are on itunes uh spotify google play and stitchers also i love using it um or listening to it on itunes yeah because you yeah. can plug it into your car right yes yeah i do that too um, and then you can find us on our social medias at on Facebook at what was I saying question mark living with ADHD and on fa- uh, Twitter and Instagram you can find us at what underscore was I saying for the Facebook just so you know it is a closed group uh, but feel free to ask for a member membership and I automatically approve everyone even if you don't have ADHD and you want to come and visit us please please do um, it's just we love we love welcoming everyone if you want to learn more about it please feel free to come and join the community um, but thank you guys so, so, so much uh, for listening in. Thank you, Stephen, for being on with me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is, uh, what was I saying? Living with ADHD. ADHD.